It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Well, we have something really special for you today. Deb and I had the opportunity to interview uh, Angel Paraskevich and Missy Elliott, two dear friends of ours, about the relationship between mothers and daughters. Well, this conversation was so full of so much wisdom and truth from God's word that we knew we wanted to break it up and make it two podcasts on their own. So today we are going to jump into our first half of this amazing podcast with Angel and Missy. We just pray that you will be blessed as you hear part one right now. Hi there, friends. Welcome back to Beyond the Building. This is our second week in the month of May, and we are so excited to be going through a series on moms. We're calling it a month of moms. And regardless um, what your story is today, whether you are a mom with young children or a, a mom of grown children, whether you are a spiritual mom or a mentor to others, or you are someone that is in any significant way, right, pouring into the next generation, uh, as women, we are all equipped by God to carry out this role of mothering at every stage of our story. And so today, Debbie and I want to introduce you to two of our most favorite people in the whole world, uh, a mom and daughter uh, duo, Angel Paraskevich and Missy Elliott. They're with us today. And through the years, we have all been uh, such good friends slash family for such a long time. There is so much truth that Angel and Missy have spoken into both my life and Debbie's life. And I'm really excited today uh, to hear what they have to say that's going to speak truth into all of us today. Laura, two months ago, do you remember we focused on the call, yep. right? In terms of having people in your life that um, stir up the call in you. And, and I think you would agree that both Angel and Missy are stirrers of the call yes. and, and not only stirring, it's not stirring the pot, that's the wrong word, but stirring uh, the call in us and then praying for us and then standing there and cheering. Yep. That's right. And, and that's how cool is that? We um, are, we're so grateful for you too. Seriously, Angel, you're the mama to so many young women and we're two of your extra daughters. <laughs> so we are so grateful, so grateful for that. And Missy, you do link arms with us in so many ways. Uh, you know, we have to say this a couple, couple of weeks ago, we had this, uh, you know, amazing podcast with young Michaela and she's the third generation. <laughs> yes. Right? yes. Daughter. So everybody's talking about who is that young lady? Well, <laughs> you need to listen today because this is mama and, and the GD, right? Like this is going to be a big, big, um, day of unveiling why Michaela is so much the way she is. Mm -hmm. So we just, we thank you guys for joining us today. And why don't we just, Angel, can we start with you? Why don't you introduce who you are and share with everybody how this is your first podcast ever and you are beyond <laughs> excited and anxious all at one time. You're right. I am. I am. I really am. <laughs> I'm excited, anxious, nervous, honored, and I love you too so much. I, I'm just so honored and um, grateful that you would even consider having <laughs> us on your podcast. I yeah. love your podcast. And so, um, as you know, you just mentioned Missy is my daughter. And I also have a son, Michael Jr. Both were born on the same day, two years apart. We started praying for the mates when they were very young. That was in 1981. And God answered those prayers by blessing us with Missy's husband, Dan Elliott 
and Michael's wife, Catherine Dyson Paraskevich. And then the blessings continued with eight grandchildren, six <laughs> girls and two boys. You know, after 47 years of marriage, my husband, Michael Sr. graduated to his heavenly home in 2017. I have always felt that my family was my first calling. So today is very, very special and an extra big blessing to be talking about mothers and our relationship with our daughters. Aww. Amen. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, my mom always says that um, family is her first ministry. And that has been now legacy for us and all the grandkids. Um, and you too, Deb and Laura, have walked alongside of us mm-hmm. in that through the years. And so, honestly, it is just such a joy to be with all three of you ladies. Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. tell people I have, now that I have grandchildren, right? There's <laughs> something that from teaching your grandchildren, um, Angel, mm-hmm. it just has really resonated with me. I've, I've taught all eight of your kids your grandkids, and they all tell me that they are Gigi's favorite. <laughs> and that's because they are. That's right. <laughs> yes, but, I mean, but I can stand looking at like three or four of them at the time. They're like, yes, Gigi tells me that I am their fav- her favorite. Aww. And to hear yes. such Yay, a confidence. Right. But not to hear, well, I thought I was her favorite. Like it's a, almost a bragging no. right that you have established in, in from the first to the last everyone is your favorite. And I just, I listened to that as a kid's pastor, but now I am a Nana and I'm like, okay, so these are my favorites, right? They're Mm, all my favorites. I'm going to copy that from you. It's funny too, because when we were young, she always just say, it's so easy to have a favorite boy and a favorite girl because I have one of each. She spoke with it. So when we did have grandkids, I was like, oh boy, how is this going to happen? Yeah. I love that. I love that. That's almost like a side note there. Like that's another truth in the gospel, right? (laughs) Like you learned a greater truth. Like you are the beloved of your father. And then wow. When all of a sudden there were more, you're like, and I'm still his favorite. Like, yeah, that's right. Amazing. I love that. Wow. 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 True. That's exactly it. You know, when you know God, you have that personal relationship and you feel the favoritism that he has towards you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're made in his image and likeness. So if we can each be God's favorite, why can't our kids each be our favorite? Amen. You know, they're so different. Their personalities are so different. You can't, you, you know, my kids, you know, they're, they're all wonderful, but way different personalities. Yeah. <laughs> so you love them for who they are and what they are. And, you know, they have put into my life and my, and my children as well, Missy. And Michael and also Catherine and Dan have put into my life um, something that I never had when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And that's love and trust. And, you know, it, it's just great. <laughs> it's really mm-hmm. great. I love that, Angel, because I think you're really hitting on some of um, what we talked about last week in our podcast with Deb's mom. Um, when we were talking about this month of moms with Deb's mom, she really felt that the Lord dropped something in her heart. Um, for five things that God really gives us for relationships between moms and daughters. And they just happen to all start with the word T and you just referenced trust there. So even when you're talking about the fact that your family is your first ministry, I think it's interesting that Deb's mom shared these five words that start with T that really go into that ministry that we have in our family. And especially when we're talking about moms and the roles that they have with their daughters. So I thought it would be fun 
Deb and I thought it would be fun today if we would kind of go back and forth with those same teas that we talked about last week with Deb's mom. Um, if we would share them today and get your input on it, uh, Angel and Missy, and see what those five teas mean to you. Yep. So I love I love my mom's lists because that's just the way she rolls. And if you didn't listen to last week's podcast, I would encourage you to do so because everybody's story is unique, right? Like my life with my mom is going to look a little different than for you guys. But but the Lord gave her this direction, and I really think it fits well. So the the T's there were two big T's, and then as she would like to say, there's you know subtitles underneath one of them. So time and trust, developing um, the importance of time and trust were the key ideas. And then she said, Debbie, underneath those T's come the five T's, and it was training and teaching, uh, talking, travel and traditions, and then something my mom called tag team. So we had some fun uh, with this, Deb, last time as we were going through these five T's and we had an opportunity before we even started to really ask each other some fun questions. And so Angel, uh, we're going to ask you some questions about Missy and we're going to see what you have to say. And uh, I think we're going to have some interesting conversation about uh, mother-daughter relationships here. So Angel, uh, Missy played basketball in school. Do you remember what her number was? Oh, her favorite number, 23, Michael Jordan's number. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, nice. That's right. That's awesome. Well, I was actually, even as I was asking that, I was like, I bet Angel uses that number. Like every time she sees it, she's like, there's 23, there's 23, you know, coming yeah. back to her all the time. Yes. And uh, as I know, you went to a lot of games watching uh, Missy play basketball. What was your most memorable moment at a game where Missy was playing? Um, there was the game that she scored a thousand points, and then in high school, excuse me, a thousand what? points, a thousand points. What? This is one game. <laughs> yeah, she did in her high school career. Uh, oh, in her career, it, it, okay. only in high school. In high school, okay. Um, before she graduated, you know, she scored. A, actually, she scored more than a thousand points. But when you score a thousand points, like. She went to Archmere. She's the first girl that has ever scored a thousand points in Archmere in the four-year period. And amazing. I think you still hold that record too, right? We don't That's know. amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> also in high school, there was a um, Delaware State um, tournament. It was um, the third quarter. We were in the semifinals, right? Mm -hmm. And um, Missy had 41 points in the third quarter. And that 41 points broke the state's um, record for women's basketball that year. And I, I don't know how long that lasted, but that was big. Lena Daldon came on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, Missy. Right. That's and amazing. As a college freshman, um, Missy was named Rookie of the Year mm. as a freshman. Wow. But the most treasured memory is when she was a student at Johns Hopkins University. And she chose to lay down her trophies to start a pro-life group. It was the first pro-life group that Johns Hopkins had ever had. Wow. And you know, that just out-trumped everything. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Very oh grateful gosh. for that. That's oh amazing. You know, I appreciate too, um, Missy, that you, you, you I mean, we knew these details, but probably most of our listeners are going, what? Missy Elliott, she's done all this. You don't, I mean, you don't toot your horn. You know, you walk in humility. Um, 
But I think that's pretty. That's some bragging right there, Angel. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, but you, but you definitely humbly carry that mm-hmm. that record, right? That record. <laughs> now, one of the things I love watching is your family is steeped in tradition. Besides, yes. I don't know what I don't know what and the question is. What's your favorite holiday tradition that you guys are still keeping today? But mm-hmm. I do love and appreciate how, for years, the fact that you and your brother shared a birthday was a national holiday. That's so right. Any, mm. any, any continues national holidays. <laughs> but what would be That's your right. answer in terms of Missy? What's your that, favorite holiday? That is that, that is my exact continue? answer. That's my answer it? right there. <laughs> it stands out to me. Birthday. That's right. You know me well. Birthdays are big in our family. And it is. It's like a national Whoever's birthday it is in our family. It's like you start on the first of the month and you celebrate up until birthday. Sadly, my hubby, Dan, his birthday is the first of the month. So, <laughs> so <laughs> it's great. Do, done. do celebrate him. You can kind of skirt change a little bit. Um, and then on top of that, when it is somebody's birthday, we try to, if we can, have everybody go around and say what we love about that person and what God's kind of highlighting to encourage them for that year um, and speak it over them. So we started that when the grandkids came along. I think Ma realized, you know, we don't want to just have eulogies. We right. want to... Um, we want to celebrate right. the person when they're alive and well and mm-hmm. and speak life into them and speak what we appreciate. So that is my mm. favorite thing to do. That's great. That's, that's so it. fun. That's so fun. So I want to dive into these teas because I feel like <laughs> there's so many, so many stories that between the four of us we could share. But let's yeah. let's jump into these teas. Um and, and just so give your best thought on some of these questions. I mean, this overall theme for the month is about building relationships with your girls, right? I'm sure that you had some key goals in mind. I listen, I think of my 20, 26-year-old self when I became a mom. I don't think I had a goal more than I just need to master getting a shower and keep my kids. <laughs> like, you know, like so I recognize that, but you've had a lot of years to think about this. What were some of the goals that you had in mind? What were they? An angel. I think your answers to this impacted Missy's life. You know, like what were your goals as a mama? And then Missy, the goals that you would have had uh, are are a combination of what you received from your mom and dad. And then you and Dan did things specifically as a couple. So what were your goals in those relationships with your kids? Angel, why don't we start with you? Because you're the, you were here first. Well, (laughs) You know, the, the real strength of our relationship came out of our family going through hard times. And um, they were the worst of times. But as I look back, they were really the best of times. So because of our desperation, we each found a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And we grew strong. And we grew strong together in him and through the baptism in the Holy Spirit. So that just carried through um, and was kind of the glue that kept us together all those years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God, God really did work all things together for our good as, as a family. And so I think our goal, you know, Ma's goal was to raise us up to never, ever forget what he did, what he's doing and what he's going to do in our lives. Um, He, he really took us from some hopeless situations and, and became our hope in them. He, he radically 
restored our family, really. We won't get into all that, but, you know, and in doing that, he also showered us with favor through the years as I think one of the biggest thing he did for us was um, really plant in us a childlike faith. Um, we, we can talk more about that, but, you know, first in my mom, my brother and I, when we got saved and then my dad, when he got saved, we all had this childlike faith. Mm-hmm. And so for me, when I became a parent, my goal, you know, with my three girls and my boy was to help fan that flame of childlike faith forever in them. Um, Cause I can see it in my, you know, my mom, who's older than me, it's still there and it's still mm-hmm. in me. And I, you know, I have that, that it'll continue through them. So, um, you know, I think the goal was don't forget our story. Don't forget what God brought mm-hmm. us from. And then, you know, shoot that arrow right where it's supposed to be and, and pray that childlike faith will stick on them like glue and never, ever mm-hmm. depart filling yeah. them with his spirit. Mm-hmm. I love those answers. And, and even as you're talking, both of you really, I'm, I'm hearing also that that is so much of what we want to do as parents is uh, what the, the Lord does for us as a parent, right? And isn't that what he wants us to do? How many times does he say, look back and remember, look back and remember, and now walk in it. And now, like you said, with the arrow, like go forward and do what you're supposed to do. So I, I love that so, mm-hmm. so much. So I think all of us can learn from that in a really significant way. Two of the overarching theme words for today's podcast are time and trust. And so as I say time and trust, uh, what are your first thoughts about these two important words uh, in regard to your relationship with your kids? Angel, what do you think? Trust. Well, they're not words that I grew up with. Mm. Personally, as a child, uh, I lived in fear all my life and I had Mm. a very hard time trusting. I trusted no one. I was taught to trust no one because of this. And even before we had children, my husband and I agreed that we were going to raise our children differently. So when we went through hard times, all I knew was that I wanted to be transparent with my kids in what we were going through and also in what I was learning about God. In the beginning, I was totally amazed and happy to teach my kids that God is a good, good father and we can trust him. That was really big to me. Most of our time together in those early years was spent chasing after good teachings and going from prayer meeting to prayer meeting all up and down the (laughs) East Coast. (laughs) We were in the car a lot and trust, well, trust came because we were so poor in those early years. We had to pray hard and trust God to get home from those prayer meetings, (laughs) knowing we would run out of gas at any time. Wow. In the car, Missy um, and, and I would be praying and Michael would be in the back seat looking up scriptures, trying to find how God was going to get us home <laughs> oh. and trusting him to get us home. Oh, I love it. <laughs> we were looking for the God of miracles <laughs> and we found him. We found oh. him like innocent children. You know, our faith just grew. It grew and grew because every time we were home safe and sound and we had yeah. another story that we laughed about and lived about another reason to hope. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, Ma's decision to um, go hard after Jesus through the storms and to tear down idols that, you know, were around us um, just, it it just became natural to follow because as she was trusting Jesus, I could trust her 
and I could trust him. And the more she was trusting him, the more I could trust him. And it kind of became that, you know, pattern. And so for me then growing up, even though it was, uh, you know, again, not the, the best of situations for a little while, it time and trust became healthier to me, even in the midst of that. Um, you know, it's not like we could really trust all kinds of humans around us at the time, but we really asked Jesus to rescue us and he settled our hearts and then trust began to grow. Um, and Ma's, you know, peace and joy began to grow and, and our peace and joy began to grow. And like she said, she was very transparent with us. She didn't hide things, you know, even age appropriate, but back then you really couldn't hide too much anyway. So we would, she would, we would take it to the mat with Jesus and we would pray through what I knew was going on, you know, around us. And, mm. and we prioritized him and then he showed up and he mm. showed off all the time. Mm. And I think, so then now with, with Dan, you know, we're married, it'll be 24 years this year. Michaela's 20, Mike is 18, Mia's, you know, Joseph's 16, Mia's 14. I have these like big people now around and, and so to raise them on this sort of trust has been key for me. Um, it's kind of like the oxygen, I feel like, in our relationships. Um, we homeschool, so we do get a lot of time together. And so that time and trust kind of go hand in hand. But what I've, I've found is you have to be a safe place. Even when your surroundings aren't safe, you have to be, as a mom, you have to be a safe place for them so that they can learn to trust you, take you at your word, that they, they know what you say you're going to do, um, that they have your back, you know, and then from there beyond, we're going to mess up. And my kids know that and they trust that they're going to mess up. Yeah. They also trust that I'm going to go to Jesus to make it right. So Amen. Um, yeah, I think what our listeners are going to really start to hear is the importance of one generation to the next Right now, Angel, you made a specific statement. You said we were going to do it differently. So if you are listening today and you relate <laughs> to what Angel said, I was taught to not trust, right? Just recognize that it can stop with you. You it's can be it. the one where that crazy <laughs> snowball going down the hill can stop with you. That generation has a hard time, right? That was a hard stop for you because you didn't have the background or the experience but the, the presence of the person of the Holy Spirit in you was the one that taught you how to make the change. Missy, okay. you were able to experience the blessing from your mm -hmm. mom's experience. And then your children grew up with a home saying, mm -hmm. I can trust. That's right. True. So if so if you're listening to this today and you're going, I do not relate to what Missy is saying, then go back to what Angel's saying <laughs> and, and be encouraged because it can stop with your generation. Mm -hmm. You can be the one to say enough. We're not going to continue that madness. Now, mom shared about, you know, there were some teas under that time and trust. And she, I'd love to hear your perspective on the other two words that they, that mom mentioned, which was training and teaching, right? These were training and teaching were needed to develop uh, that trust. And we are talking, you know, about moms and daughters here, but Missy, you have a Jojo, right? So you have three girls and a son. So this all applies to when you're a mom yes. of boys yes. as well, like myself, you're a mom yes. of boys. These also apply there. So um, that, that whole concept training and teaching, what, what's significant there? And Missy, why don't we start with you on this one? Yeah. So man, I love, I, I love that 
Um, Jesus, I, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking, you know, Jesus taught and trained his closest followers, just like we're called to train our kids that are closest to us, you know, and the way he did it was through the word. He, he used the word, which he is the word, through the word, through prayer, and through being really open and honest with them. Like he would call things out in the Pharisees right there. And yep. they learned right alongside him. I thought that was so, so cool. So for me, I feel like that's a great model, you know, for raising my kids that, um, you know, I mean, I was raised under a superstar prayer warrior, you know, <laughs> planter, and my kids now have the legacy of mom making those choices. And that's really, really in desperation, <laughs> out of yeah. desperation, having to be the prayer warrior and, and rely on the word. And she'll talk more about um, relying on the word and standing on the word of God a little bit. But for me, you know, when my kids were real little, um, I just, I just took so seriously, plant the word. And when they're in the womb, plant the word, just like seeds plant the word in the heart, like ask the Lord to, to till up that soil so you can plant the word as often as you can. And, you know, um, and then position them in spots where the sun would shine, right? Jesus would shine or the living water, like Deb, your classes where I knew we were aligned. And so I positioned them in front of you as, as often as I could. And then, you know, I would like take notes from like classes with Laura that they were babysitting for, you know, and I would take those notes and the next several days until our next Bible study, I would, that was our devotion. And we would go through my notes from Laura's study and plant the word, you know, and as they're getting older, um, <clears throat> still to encourage them, but I'm seeing now the, the tables are kind of turning and, and they're coming and encouraging me as they're sitting, you know, it's their turn to take the reins and sit in the sun and find the living water. And I need to let them spread their wings to do that so that they can grow beyond where my faith is. Um, but, you know, I was thinking about this too, like learning in these stages, like I'm learning so much from my kids. And I remember Laura, when your mom first showed up, you know, in Bible study mm -hmm. and how precious of a time that was that she's sitting under your teaching, you know, mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm doing that more and more mm. these days as they're growing and growing. Wow. Their faith. So wow. um, that's just been super cool. Wow. That is amazing. Yeah. It's, it's always been my prayer that each generation in my family would get better and better. But as dad, as Debbie's dad puts it, that his ceiling would be their floor. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. And he, he just told me that recently. And that's exactly how I've always felt, mm. you know, that, that, every generation would get better and better that, um, you know, the Bible talks about the curses of the generations being passed down from generation to generation. It's in Deuteronomy 28 and uh, 27 and 28. Anyway, I have just claimed that for me and my family all of our life that, you know, and I'm seeing it, you know, just like you talked about Michaela, I have seven other grandchildren that are equally Mm. as wonderfully walking with the Lord. And, and it's just, mm. you know, it, it, all things are really possible through mm. God. So um, I'm going to tell you that the best day of my life really was April 2nd, 1981. And I was 32 years old and Missy was six years old. Michael was eight years old. And we each received the baptism in the Holy Spirit that day. I, I still get really emotional about that because my wow. whole life changed. Everything about us changed, you know? Wow. We, we 
we went to church, but it was out of tradition. It wasn't out of um, getting to know God or love of God. It was out of fear of thinking I was going to go to hell if I didn't know. So it wasn't like we weren't in church. We were in church. But once we received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we had a hunger that we never had before. And um, we just wholeheartedly started searching for God, searching for more to really know him and love him more. And, yeah. and just to have a better life. Um, being first in my family to be a born again Christian, you know, wasn't easy at all. You know, it, it really wasn't. But the hope I received from that just gave me the courage to carry on. And, mm. and again, I wanted a better life for my kids. My husband and I both did. We, the kids were always our top priority. Mm. I remember well the first time we went to a non-denominational church service and we were taught about, you know, standing on, <laughs> <laughs> standing on the promises of God. This is so funny because, again, I'm 32, Missy's six, Michael's eight. We go to this service and the preacher says, that if you're having problems in your house, you just go from room to room, open up the windows, kick the devil out, stand on the Bible, go from room to room, you do it, you take authority. We went right <laughs> home and did it. Yeah. it was, the, the funny thing is, opening the window wasn't bad at all. Yeah. But when it came to standing on the Bible, we weren't sure what to do. So we put our Bibles down. We stood on the Bible. We I have a lot of rooms in my house. <laughs> I love it. We went from room to room, standing on the Bible. Oh, and oh my goodness. Thank God, we're holding you to your promises that as for me and my house, we will serve the <laughs> yes. Lord. We will serve the Lord. And we, yes. went and we did it. And you know what? God honors that child. Oh, yes. I just pray that yes. I never, ever lose that childlike faith that I can pass it on to my kids and great-grandchildren one day, you know? Amen. Um, it's just exciting. Walking with the Lord is just so exciting. Uh, Amen. As, as time and all went on, you know, we started going to Trinity and that was way new for us because mm. sitting in a traditional church, the children sat with us at all times, even when we went from place to place, um, you know, for Bible studies and teachings, the children were, were with me all the time. So going to Trinity, I'm finding out the kids don't sit with you in church. They have to go to children's church. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that scared me with, here's my trust issues again, you know? So I prayed so hard, you know, whoever taught my kids, whoever taught us that we would be in unity with God and his word and with each other. That meant that teacher. Yes, <laughs> and yes. that teacher was Debbie. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, I, I probably thank Debbie every time I see her yeah. for how she raised you do. kids. You do. <laughs> I mean, but but oh. you know, my my heart, like I pray for her kids because mm -hmm. she did so well by my kids. You know, mm. like I want, I want her children to do well. I want your children to do. I want your grandchildren mm. to do well. Mm. I'm so grateful to you girls. And, and, you know, I think because my grandkids were growing leaps and bounds is the only reason when Missy bugged me about going to Laura's Bible study <laughs> that I went because I saw the growth in my grandchildren that I want, wanted. And you know what, Laura, I have to say, it is one of the best decisions I ever made in my entire, entire life. I mean, <laughs> I, 
I, I can't you, thank you enough for that. Oh, uh, you know, you know, you, know. <laughs> you, you walking through that door was a very significant moment for me too. And, <laughs> and really, as we're going through this, not only do I consider you my my sister and my friend and my, my mentor in all things marriage, right. But I am really grateful because I also see you as a really spiritual mom to me too, Angel. And so everything that you're saying, I want you to know that the things that I've watched you do, I've gleaned from that too. And so mm-hmm. I'm truly grateful. I feel like mm-hmm. you've invested all these things in me. And so I <laughs> right. love that. I That's love right. that. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. That's so awesome. And I love the way you guys are just talking. And I just feel like even some of the things that you're saying are just so reflective when it all goes back to that childlike faith. Like you said, when you're standing on the Bible, when you're opening the windows, when you're doing all the things that you've been heard to do, you are just demonstrating. And I'm just seeing the father looking at you at angel as a mom pouring into Missy, these amazing things. And he's just like, that's my daughter. And look at her go. Like she is just, she's just continuing, continuing the road here. It's so beautiful. I also think we should add another T and I think that T is transparency. Mm-hmm. because you've said that quite a few times as we've gone through this and mm-hmm. the more we talk the more transparent it's becoming and so i think that's really cool too uh, mm-hmm. all of these actually reveal deep truths about who we are right so we're going to take a pause right here in the midst of this fabulous podcast missy and angel we just are learning so much from you guys listeners we encourage you to come back on may the 15th for part two There was so much uh, meaty information in this podcast. We just could not squish it all into one or edit things out. So we look forward to being able to hear uh, the final points that you wanted to share with us on the 15th. We look forward to having you join us again. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.